The local Frederick and Hagerstown podcast networks are growing. 106.9 The Eagle and Manning Media invites you to the Frederick Podcast Network at listenfrederick.com and the Hub City Podcast Network at listenhagerstown.com. Both podcast networks are filled with local podcasts produced in and focused on our local area. Hey folks, I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Alec McCann. I'm Chris White. And with those not so super dudes, bringing to you a podcast created by nerds for nerds. You know, we talk about our favorite comic book storylines, comic book films, who beat who in a fight. Also, we think Batman is a metahuman. That's not true. Of course it is. Just look at the facts. Look, you're insane and we're not having this conversation again. Join us for this and more every Friday at noon and send us your comic book suggestions at those not so super dudes at gmail.com. And never forget, you may not be a superhero. You're all super to us. Good evening, obsessed, possessed, and oppressed. I am your co-host, Alec McCann, and with me, as always, is the lovely... Julia. She is feeling just a tad bit better. Uh, I asked her a couple times, do you want to, you, do you feel like doing this? We could hold off on the week, it's not like we have a schedule. And she said, well, we could probably do it, and look at us squeezing it out. Fist bump, boom, What? How do you feel? Better. You, you you mentioned you were done being pregnant. Yes, I am done being pregnant too. Yeah. Sick um, and pregnant. I'm look, done. I'm gonna be honest. I'm done with you being pregnant too. I'm done. I'm I'm, over, I'll, I'm I'm I don't even get the choice. I'm gonna be with it until her hormones have just run out because they have nowhere else to go. That's, That'll be a while. I know. It's gonna be such a great time. Even once he's here. Yeah, gonna have a newborn, <laughs> three other children. <coughs> a loud coughing cranky wife it's gonna be it's gonna be fun it's gonna be great good times <laughs> so what do you <clears throat> you did the episode this this week so while i'm pulling it up here so that i can run through it why don't you tell everybody what you found um so it's kind of like a sort of an addition to the police officer stories except now it is truck drivers I asked, I, I asked you before we started this, is if there was any lot lizard stories. Like they thought, oh, this is a prostitute, and then it turned out to be like a demony thing. And you said you weren't sure. Then I asked you how many stories there were, and you said twenty. We but they're probably, very short. They are short. We probably won't do all twenty. Oh, no. It depends on timing, really. But uh, I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm excited, and maybe there will be stories like that if there are i'm gonna be like that's what you get yeah. that's what you get Whatever. when you're on the road trying to get them truck stop hookers yeah if you can hear noises behind us our children are trying to do a video in the living room and um they're very loud and they don't get along all the time so you may be hearing a fight but just so you know we aren't ignoring it we're just ignoring it that's all we're doing you know <laughs> um so the first story comes from Melbourne, Sydney, it looks like. Um, and uh, this guy, let's get into it. It's, a, the, it's titled, I Parked Beside a Cemetery and Was Scared Half to Death, which means he had to go to the hospital because he had a heart attack from seeing a shadow. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think truckers are very excitable people. I would imagine you can't be. A lot of truck drivers I know are very depressed people. Okay. All right. So not excitable then. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, they're away from their families all the time. That's true. Wow. Uh, that was our dying cat. <laughs> it's dying. Um. All right. So, like she said, they're very short stories. Um. This first one seems to be probably the longest one. But uh, I'm going to cut out some of the language. Yeah, good idea. But uh, they are truckers after all. But um, <clears throat> just know if I if I say it out loud, then it's on the page and it was an accident. Um, I'm saying that because we have my mother listening all the time now. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I, hey, uh, hey, boys. Boys. Children. Can you go somewhere else and do that? Please. Well, I, I don't... They they listen real well. They do. 
I think they're still in the living room. Um, being loud as heck. Uh, I'm going to pause this real quick. Okay. And uh, we're going to take care of that. Because while I do like a little bit of... Wheat, you want, you want what, the snake thing is a tattoo? There it goes again. My mom's going to be like, <laughs> what? Because I started recording again. Oh, um, <laughs> but I didn't even tell you. We are back. Um, we, uh, I just told them to move just a little bit. And we're fine with everybody hearing that we have children and have a normal life. But we also want you to hear us. Because you didn't come here for our children. It's just a fun little side effect. Alright, so this dude starts his story, pulled over for a break on the way to Melbourne from Sydney at a truck stop. No street lights or anything, pitch black. No other trucks or cars at the stop. I turn off my lights. I switch the truck off. I do the curtains. Lock the truck from both sides. Now, if, I, if anybody is wondering what he means by doing the curtains, truck drivers have, like, a compartment in the back of their trucks where they sleep, and oftentimes they have, like, little little doorways that they, you yeah. know, so they can block out suns and stuff. Suns, like, we have more than one. Um... Okay. So I jump into bed, set my alarm, set my phone above me in the compartment. I was rolling over from side to side for around five to ten minutes. I couldn't sleep due to it being prime summer temperatures, reaching around 30 degrees at night. Now, <laughs> I always pictured Australia just being hot all the time. Like, I didn't think that they had the degrees of 30 in their repertoires. I didn't think it was I like a desert. I guess just at night. Right now. Um, I'm looking up at the ceiling, mentally planning out the day ahead. Suddenly, the passenger side door opens slightly. Cabin light turns on. What the... Huh? <laughs> that was fun. Um, now, the truck is fairly is a fairly late model and is in pristine condition, so there's no question about the door being faulty. I'm, I'm guessing he, it's a late model, so it's it holds up better than the newer models. Yeah. I most, guess that's... Most late models, anything, hold yeah. up better than the new ones. Yeah. Um, uh, I just sat there for what felt like an eternity, expecting someone to come up and see me sitting there with a solid rod in my hand. See, this could very well be a lot lizard story. Right. Just the way he said, I know he means gun, but uh, he's expecting a prostitute to be in here. This is a this is a perverted man telling a ghost story. No. That's what's happening. He had a solid rod in his hand, waiting uh, for this person to come in. He said, uh, I had it in my hand that we use for tightening belts. Oh, so it's a... It's not even a gun. It's not it's even a, a gun. It's a tool. Well, hey, there you go. Um, no one came up, nor was there any noise at all. Just quiet, eerie silence. I grabbed my torch, which for you English-American-speaking people, that means he grabbed a flashlight. Uh, if, you, if you've never spoken or heard one word of British television or the actual British language, you wouldn't know that. But yes, torch means flashlight to them. Um, in fact, if you were to say you wanted some crisps, they would bring you cookies. Ooh. Or no, I'm sorry, they bring you chips for crisps. Uh, I'd rather have they cookies. bring, and when you say you want chips, they bring you fries. And when you say you want a biscuit, that's when you get a cookie. Uh, yes, they don't speak our language anymore. <clears throat> so we jumped down, walked around the truck. No other trucks were around, nor were there any cars. It's just me and my fully loaded BW. Or B-double. I don't even know these words. I don't know what they are. Um, after around five to ten minutes of getting, you know, effed around with, he says... I locked up and went to bed again. Woke up the next morning, yawned, fixed myself up along with the bed, opened the curtain, and FML, there's a cemetery next to the stop where I parked. Hunger and laziness all escaped upon realization. I grabbed my keys, put my shoes on, put my pants on, switched the truck on, and just noped the F out of there ASAP. So, sounds like... That's what I would do, too. Yeah, I, I would immediately be like, eh, I woke up, there's a cemetery next to where I was sleeping, and someone got in my truck, but no one got in my truck. Yeah, no, I'm, thank I'm you. I'm out, I'm out. 
I would, I would, I would 100% be like, and I'm going to get to my next stop early. That's good. Now this With next no one, <laughs> this next one, number two. Uh, now this is, I love these uh, titles here. Right. It's clearly non, not imagination filled people. Uh, he had no idea how his truck got from one place to the next. That's the title of our next story. And it comes from Straight Retaliation. I do like that name. That is good. It's just Straight Retaliation. Why'd you do it? Straight Retaliation. I just wanted revenge. And uh, she, I'm assuming this is a female. Now, I realize my boyfriend, that statement could be a man. But I'm going to go under the assumption that this is a female. Uh, My boyfriend is a truck driver who routinely does midnight runs. Oddly enough, I asked him uh, this question myself a few days ago. What? But she didn't even mention a question. I don't know. It must be an answer to something. Like, have you seen a ghost or something? Um, He told me that one night he was getting ready to park in a lot next to a truck stop. He said it looked like there there was no lights, no cars, no sign of anyone, but he said, screw it, he was tired. See, I'm gonna have trouble if she keeps writing like this, because that was there. It should be where. He said it looked like there were no lights, no cars. That That's some bad grammar. But sometimes, not to stereotype these people, they don't have the best. Well, this isn't even a truck driver, this is just a normal person. Well, maybe she's saying it how he did. <coughs> <coughs> I guess so. I guess so. Um, Thanks. <coughs> oh, man. That is that is killing the audio. I know. It's all right. Our, our listeners know what to expect. We're not perfect. And you're dealing with a whole bunch. She just got done doing steroids. And let me tell you, I, I thought this woman was mean on hormones. <laughs> steroids jacked it up to like 400. It was fun. No. It was a good time. Um, wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh, let's see. He woke up the next morning, so he he decides to park somewhere where they where they have no lights, no cars. There's nobody around. I figured that's prime real estate to go to sleep. No one's around. You're in a right. truck. I mean, a lot of truck drivers have guns, but you know some don't. Some don't. And if you're wanting to make sure you don't get screwed with, you know. You you park where people aren't. Um, <clears throat> he woke up next the the next morning on the side of the road with three highway patrol vehicles behind him. He was about fifteen miles away from the truck stop he parked at. Thing is, he was sleeping in his camper the whole night. He has no idea how he got on the side of the road, and logic says someone tried to steal the truck and succeeded. The police convinced him of this happening when they saw a man in a black jumpsuit running away from his truck into a nearby field. Even then, he still still feels uneasy about the whole situation. Apparently, the doors were locked from the inside, and there was no real sign of anyone trying to break in. So this person got carjacked. And didn't even know. And didn't even know. Like, I, I 100% am fully ready to believe that this man stole the car. Like, that this man got nearly robbed right i don't i don't this doesn't scream ghost yeah okay it's weird that the doors were locked from the inside (laughs) but um any good thief can get around that (laughs) oh man um in fact remember that time i locked your keys in the car and all i had to do was use your uh your blood pressure cuff to crack the door a little bit and i felt like a real a real g right there I said, oh, man, get me on the streets of L.A. I'll get us a good car. Yeah. What a strange tool to use to get into a car. Right? I saw a cop do it, and I was like, oh, that's how they steal cars then. (laughs) That's how you get it. All right, so this next one, number three, an invisible person started shaking the truck. Again, with these creative titles. I think think this is going to be great. (coughs) I'll let her get her cough out. You good? I think it's the candles. You think it's the candles? Alright. Let's blow the candles out. We had it for ambiance, but I don't think she's ready for ambiance yet. 
Oh, you might want to put that out. I don't, I don't, I don't do the whole finger thing. Lick I, it. And I, then, I, I, no, you it do doesn't it. hurt. I don't, but I'm, I can't reach it. The I, baby is in my way. I'll bring it to you then. Here you go. You, I ain't touching fire. See, look at you. You said ow. I didn't say ow. I know you didn't say ow because it didn't. I, I said it for you because I saw you go. You swiped your fingers real fast. I took half of the wick with me. It, that wouldn't happen if you just blew it out. I know you can't blow those candles out because they're special, but still. All right. My brother. I get this. All right. My brother. My brother was a truck driver in the 90s to early 2000s. I know what you're thinking. I don't have a brother. And that's absolutely true. This guy I'm reading from, he has a brother who was a truck driver in the early 90s. Or, I'm sorry, late 90s, early 2000s. He just told me this story a few months ago. He was driving through Pennsylvania on his way back to New Jersey. He pulled over to the side of the road behind two other trailers. In the early morning, he heard someone bang on his right door. He quickly jumps from the sleeping compartment and grabs his bat. Where are the truck drivers with the guns? Right? He's like, I'm going to grab a bat. I mean, that's, yeah, sure. But what Maybe if the other person... Maybe he's not allowed to have a gun. I don't truck. know. I don't, I don't feel like truck drivers drive, uh, follow a whole bunch of <coughs> rules that they're supposed to follow. Some of them do. They could get in a lot of trouble if they don't. Well, um, let's see here. Uh, as he looks out the window, there's no one there, but now there's a bang on the left side. He looks out that window, but there's, again, nothing but silence now. He's trying to figure out what the heck is going on? Seconds later, banging on both doors simultaneously, he said the banging was so loud and that uh, and heavy that the truck was shaking. Both curtains open. He can see there's no one out there. He quickly jumps in the driver's seat, starts the truck, and he sees the other two trucks ahead of him do the same. He said he felt as if they all had had the same experience. How wild would that be? It would be cool. Cool? I'm sorry. No, not cool. If something's hitting my truck to where my semi-truck is shaking, not cool, man. Yeah. Not cool. You get out of here. And not only that, but the two other ones are leaving at the same time. Like Maybe it was an earthquake. I don't know if earthquakes would make, it, make a banging sound on, on a truck. Like maybe shaking, absolutely, but I don't, I don't know if it would be like. And know. and he said it came from the right first, and then the left, and then both sides at the same time. So true. Unless an earthquake is like, oh, one side, oh, let's have with both sides, like, oh that man. That reminds me of that one movie. Um, I always forget the name of it. With the, the with the black eyed kids when they're at that RV, oh, uh, trying to get into they it. come a knocking. Yes, literally they come yeah. a knocking. We've talked about that. I think for our black eyed story, yeah. we did that black eyed story. I mean, the ghost with the one black eye. I've told you that story, haven't I? No. Oh man, it's funny. Um, it's not like hilarious, but it is funny. Uh, so you have um <laughs> this next story. He was robbed while sleeping in the bed of his own truck. These are basically just telling you what the story is. Pretty not much. like, not like. See, I would title, I would title that last story, "The Knocks from Hell." You know, like something like that. Or, or let's see, let's see. When I read this story, after I get done reading it, I'll come up with a title. Okay. And it'll be way better than he was robbed while sleeping in the bed of his own truck. What? Whose bed would he be sleeping in? Are Tom and Larry having gay affair out on the road? Maybe. You never know. They're out there alone most of the time. That's why they got lot lizards. This is actually one I can answer due to my father having been a truck driver for over 30 years. So this is not, uh, this must not be his story. It must be his dad's story. Uh, He is currently in the hospital due to back problems and there might be a connection. Oh, well, hey, your mom had that experience, and then her health started yeah. going down and hasn't picked back up at all. It just keeps getting worse. just keeps getting worse. Um, that was a creepy thing that happened. Well, I, all that happened was her mom, what, did she come see you at the hospital for the ba- one of the babies? No, she was going Black Friday shopping. Oh. And 
something like ran through her. And she, didn't she see it? Yeah, she saw it and she felt it. And then she felt it for days after. And now her health sucks. Her health is awful, terrible. Physically and mentally. <laughs> um, so mind you, this story uh, might has happened. Mind you, this story might has happened. That's five country talk. Uh, mind you, this story might has happened five, <laughs> maybe 20 years ago. That's a big jump <coughs> from five to 20. <laughs> like five, 10, 15 years, well, maybe. It's a retelling of a retelling. Oh my goodness. So get ready for the uh, telephone game here. Um, I might even go back and edit certain parts if I recall something different. Oh my goodness. This guy couldn't come up with a better way oh to say I am lying this entire right? time. But maybe it's a good story. Let's find out. If if it's a good story, I don't have much high hopes because he named it. He he was robbed. You know, uh, while when sleeping. When they're supposed to be ghost stories. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, it could be just the ghost needed something, you know? Maybe he had little moon pies he wanted or something. It does sound good. One night, as my father was trying to catch a few hours of sleep in the bed, in the bed, bed, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, live, I'm gonna read this exactly how this dude wrote it. Don't, try not, try not to laugh, try not to laugh. All right, here we go. One night, as my father was trying to catch a few hours of sleep in the bed, bed of his truck before having to kind of illegally drive a few more hours than he was supposed to due to time constraints. And bad traffic all day, he heard little bumps from the outside like a raccoon trying to get into a metal shed. So his first thought was simply, it probably was a raccoon. But then things turned a bit creepy. He started hearing more noises and finally some mumbling from outside. Clearly no raccoon, but a couple of guys, maybe two or three. Fully convinced this wasn't just an animal, my father tried to get up, but he simply couldn't. It was like he was mentally all there, but his muscles weren't responding. There was, it wasn't anything like sleep paralysis, though. Even though what I've described is exactly sleep paralysis, it wasn't that. <laughs> I've made coughs happen. Turns out, those guys put a little rubber tube through the truck's little skylight, which was tilted open slightly for fresh air while sleeping, and poured some kind of knockout gas, or something like that, into the truck's cabin. Barely conscious, he could just lay there and watch as two men entered the cabin. After fiddling around, oh my goodness, around with the lock for a few more minutes... They all took what they could find. Both company and private phone, his wallet, even his shoes. Something I personally find most terrifying. One of the quote-unquote thieves was searching everything very thoroughly. He gave my dad a complete pat-down. Pockets of pants, shirt, under his pillow. Basically anywhere someone might hide something valuable. He clearly didn't watch Pulp Fiction because everybody knows if you're trying to hide something valuable, right up the keister. Yeah. That's where you put it. That's where you smuggle it to your child after you've died in the war. You smuggle it up your butt. So you smuggle it to your prison boyfriend. Yep. Personally, <laughs> that would have freaked me out the most. And the most interesting part of this story is that he told me about it. As if it were just a thing you gotta go through when you're a trucker. And this story in particular isn't too rare out there, he said. He also told me a ton of horror stories from other drivers, but I wanted to keep it in the family for this one. Maybe another day. Joe Barge. Alright, first of all, the most interesting thing of that story is that he told you about it, that it like, that's the most interesting part of the story. I just described a dude getting basically CIA taken out. Right. His personal belongings have been taken by <laughs> some some awesome thieves. I got to say, they did it without violence. They said, they we're going to. that through. Yeah, they said, we're going to get some knockout gas. These guys won't be able to move. And, and I love that they, <coughs> the quote unquote thieves, like, no, these people stole. That yeah. That is the definition of a thief. They stole his belongings from his truck. That's not quote-unquote. That is definite thief.
thievery. Yes. So what would I title this story? I got it. You ready? Yeah. Dumb Trucker Gets Knocked Out. Dumb Trucker Gets Knocked Out. That's... He, he gets knocked out in his bed bed. <laughs> I can't. Bed bed. Oh. I hope the next one is good, too. It looks good. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. This harkens to the office. His kappa was depated from the rest of his body. Oh, Lord. A woman got decapitated. These are supposed to be ghost stories? They are. They had one ghost story in this whole bunch. Well... One was he got carjacked while sleeping. The other was he got jacked while sleeping. All right, all the right. The next one after that, this possibly looks like a ghost story. Okay, okay, that's cool. There's hope. All right. Well, either way, I mean, these are fun stories, and it is it it is a horror podcast. Yeah. It just, I guess, I don't know. Real life stories, they don't happen to me, so they're not quite as terrifying. Like. The sniper stuff that that we went through as kids, that was terrifying. You know, having to run in zigzags because we might get now, taken. See, I thought it was fun. I bet you did. I bet you were all about it. I bet you were like, I'm going to get my sneakers on, my Adidas, get my tracksuit on. I'm going to run. I'm going to get it going. As soon as I said run in zigzags, I was like, yes. <laughs> this is it. Um, But in terms of a level of terror where I've been in a situation that's <gasps> dangerous, I might have been, but I, I I have no wherewithal to recognize that, like, at all. I don't have the presence of mind. My mom tells people all the time that I don't have the gene of self-preservation, you and don't. that's true. I got nothing. I have no idea what's going on around me. I have no, no... You were sitting in the middle of Baltimore with whipping your money out, counting it, <laughs> like a, like an idiot. Well, I don't know what's going on in the world. I have no idea. Um. Anyway, so this one's called A Woman Got Decapitated by the Wheels of His Truck. Like most people here, this didn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> and just so y'all know, it didn't happen to me either. All right, but anyway. One of my good friends from middle school had a stepfather. This is like, have you ever seen Spaceballs? I don't know why you would have, but there's this, I've seen it. You've seen it where yes. he goes, the, you're, I'm your father's uncle's best friend's college roommate's nephew or yeah. something. Uh, oh, had a stepfather who was a truck driver for a good amount of time. He was a tough son of a bee. I never saw, I never saw him not look like he could kill someone. Except one time when he told us why he stopped driving trucks. Oh my goodness. If the reason he stopped driving trucks is because he killed a woman, I'm going to crack up. I'm not going to be able to hold it together. That's not very nice. That's probably very traumatizing. Probably, but that's what did a man. (laughs) He looked like a tough dude, but when it happened. probably get me into I know, I know. It's the situation. It's like... How do you, how how does that, ha- I know we're going to read how it happens, but how does that happen to you? How does that happen to a person that I've cut a woman's head off and now I'm, I'm just done driving trucks? Like, I remember when I was a kid, there was a dude that drove trucks and he dragged a woman for like 24 miles. Ew. Yeah, On no, accident? Was, well, yeah. I don't, she was just, I think he ran over her by accident and then didn't know he had run over her. So he was just dragging her. Oh. Um, Someone will correct me on that, I'm sure. If you need, <coughs> if you need to correct us, follow us at Twitter at GhostedWV91 and let me know. Um, anyway, so he was on a long trip from somewhere down in Texas to Boise, Idaho. By the time he hit the freeway close to Boise, he had already been up to 24 hours. Either way, I don't believe he could have seen this coming. Outside of Boise, he was driving late at night at the fastest legal speed when out of nowhere he sees someone sit straight up in the middle of the road. <laughs> so someone someone was just like, oh, this is a good spot. Oh, man. It's a freeway. Like, Didn't it say freeway? It said freeway, right? Except they were going faster than 35. Yeah, they were going the fastest legal speed, which means he was doing about 30 miles above the legal speed. So out of nowhere, this woman sits up in the middle of the road. He didn't have enough time to stop. Uh, 
not that it would have helped. She was decapitated on the spot. He later... <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> this is not something to laugh at, but my goodness, you the idea church. of this. I... <laughs> all right, all right, let's get it. Um, uh, he later found out she was tweaked out. Oh, man, he took out a meth head. Well. That explains the whole entire he situation. He good deed, though. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think... Even if he wasn't sleep-deprived, he would have seen her lying in the road. From what the police could gather, she walked out there, sat down, and eventually fell asleep <laughs> in the road. good sleep. <laughs> no one knows who she was or how she got that far out. And this dude's name is That Grill Guy. It's pretty cool. <laughs> which is pretty funny, considering the story he just told. Right? Her head got put right in the grill. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Ooh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's a good one, Jules. You picked you picked a good topic right. here. I'm having a good time with this. Oh man. Oh, this is fun. All right. Let's see. What have we got a few more stories here? Let's let's go in. Number six. Number six. He woke up to the sound of singing that turned oh, uh, just so you guys know, that last story will be called uh Ain't No Grills. That's what I'm gonna call them. Ain't no grills. Okay. Because her face probably got obliterated, and it was probably because of... So, you got the mouth grills, and then you got the grills of the truck. And that is how you do it. That's how you name a story. Ain't no grills. All right. So, this one's called, He Woke Up to the Sound of Singing That Turned Into Screaming. Now, this is the one Julia said sounded promising. So... Let's do it. Okay, let me let me get that. There we go. Uh-huh. All right. Have a trucker story from that extended family. Oh, my goodness. Another didn't happen to me. Let's go. Have a trucker story from the extended family. An uncle used to drive a lot, and he always came back with the most weirdest stories. Okay, dude, you have the word most in there. You do not need weirdest. Most weird stories ever. While every family member knew his story, there was... One story. Or knew his stories. There was one story he told and warned about. Even to me, when I was six or so, moral of the story is to never stay during night in the desert alone. Everybody knows that. Well, I mean, that really, that puts a dampener on everybody living in every desert area Ever Nevada, they're all screwed. You still have to be outside by yourself at <laughs> night. It doesn't. <coughs> it doesn't specify that you are spending the night. Or in a car, you should be in your house. Yeah, in your, but what if your house is in the desert? That's where Nevada is. But that's if a, you're inside of your own house. Well, I guess that's fair, safe. but I'm pretty sure demons still come into your house, like. There's a lot of evidence to say that. In fact, one of our subjects for one of our future episodes is going to be the Lindley House. The the house on Lindley Street. True. Uh, been waiting to do that one because we don't want to do a whole bunch of Ed and Lorraine Warren stories. But that one's pretty pretty intense even without them yeah. in it. So, uh, Not that we have anything against Ed and Lorraine Warren. It's just we'd like to jump outside the box a little bit on Everyone things. Everyone knows their stuff. Yeah. But the Lindley Street, I had no idea about. It would have been a lot more compelling than the devil made me do it, honestly, because yeah. they should have just stayed with what was happening to David, yeah. to the little boy. That was that was some that was harrowing crazy. stuff. And then they get to Arnie, and he's like, oh, I, I, I saw him attack my girlfriend, and I got mad, and then all of a sudden I was standing in the road. I don't understand what happened. And you know exactly what happened, and you said, well, we just went through a horrible experience. Let me kill this dude and say a demon did it. Right. Anyway, some people. Hmm. It seems once he drove to Chile. Chile? What's wrong? They're just very loud. Oh, well, if it makes you feel any better, they're just background noise. I can't hardly hear oh, them. Um, it seems once he drove to Chile, he had a contract, and the way there was okay. I made the travel myself later in life. It's beautiful. Whenever he was done, he usually spent a few bucks on booze as you should do as a truck driver. Yes. Um, so he, uh, 
This time, due to a family gathering, he wanted to come back as soon as possible. So instead of drinking in some bar, he decided to sleep a bit at the Atacoma Desert. Well, it's a desert. Oh, well, it's a desert. And he, well, it's a desert. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, And he parked way outside the road and a few miles before the next village. He sleeps, wakes up on, it wakes up on someone singing. Wakes up on, wakes up to someone singing. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, He wrote on, but I'm saying to. He's confused and thinks it's the radio, but the radio's not on. Not like that singing. Then, the singing stops, and it sounds more like a scream of help. That's when he starts to get out and help. But he is still confused. He said he started the motor. I'm gonna burp. Okay, I thought I'm that back. was in the story. I was like, what? No, no, that was just me uh, not giving you time to, you know, segue. Um, he t- started the motor and the lights to see where and who was there. He also did open the window a bit and yelled, asking what happened. And it was nothing. And right then, and, uh, and right then when he decides to get out anyway, he catches, oh man, oh man. He catches a movement in the corner of where the lights end. It looked like a woman, but the face was pitch dark. (laughs) (laughs) You can't laugh at things, because it will start me laughing. I've never heard it. Pitch dark! That sounded like our children coming to tell us something. (laughs) I didn't want to walk across the living room. It's pitch dark out there, man! Uh, he freaks out and drives away, nonstop until he reached home. Whatever he saw or thought he saw, every time he told the story, his face went pale. Even when my grandmother commented how he was usually very jolly, a very jolly guy, but whatever happened at the Atacama Desert, Atacama, I'm not sure how to say that, Desert freaked him totally out. Now, I will say, Hancock Heim, uh, that your story, from what I get of this, is he heard singing, checked the radio, looked out the window, didn't see anything, and then the singing stopped, and all of a sudden screaming started for help, and he rolled down his window and said, Hello? Can I help any of you? Hello? <laughs> didn't get any answers. Rolled up his window and said, Well, I'm going home. And That's what I would do, too. yeeted out of there like the good country boy he is. My goodness. If these people well, don't fix... A country boy would have helped. <laughs> I mean, he, he tried. He would have had a gun and gone out and helped. He tried. He he used his words. Everybody knows that's how you solve problems, Julia. <coughs> Violence is never the answer. It's your words. Your words are the answers. That's why when we get robbed, I'm going to calmly talk to the robber and say, Listen, sir, you're going to go ahead and take everything you have. And and including me, my (laughs) wife, and my children, because we have no defenses. And Zoe. Yes, you can take everything, and that's how you save your life. That's how you save it. (laughs) All right, so this one, a white car kept following us and then pointed a gun at us. Oh, my goodness, it's Kit. It's Knight Rider. He's come to collect souls. (laughs) He doesn't have Michael anymore. The conscience is gone. Although I don't think he was ever a white car. But he could have been. I mean, it's just a computer system. Yeah. All right. Also, not a trucker, but have a spooky story. About three to four years ago, my dad and I took a 25-hour journey from Southern California to McAllen, Texas. Mexus, as some call it. No one calls it that. I've never heard it called that. Not once have I. That sounds like a person that is upset that Texas won their independence from Mexico and wants to just slap Mexico on it. Texas won that fair and square. Yes. Fair and square. Fair and square. Don't forget the Alamo, man. It's a serious time. All of our cool people died. Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone, John Wayne's character (laughs) was Davy Crockett, so that's all I know. Daniel Boone, and Davy Crockett died at the Alamo. I know there's other famous people that died there, but those are the only two that I remember. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, don't call it Nexus, all right? That's that's insulting to all the years and lives that were lost in getting Texas its freedom from Mexico. Yes, okay, fine, it was white people doing it, but still, that doesn't change the history of what happened there. Because then, we got the coolest state ever, Texas. Stevie Ray Vaughan, a whole bunch of country music came out of there. I don't care about country, but Julia does, and a whole bunch of country music came out of there. Uh, in fact, that's, I would say that them in Tennessee are where the biggest country stars, you know, uh, that formed the music as it was, uh, came from. Probably. Uh, you had Steve Ray Vaughn. I don't know if I mentioned Steve Ray Vaughn. Yes. I Well, he's a big part of my life, you know, uh, and everything's bigger there. Everything is bigger. And, and they are the only state that I know of that if you catch your partner in the act of having an affair and you have a gun on you, legally, you can shoot them. I, that's just a, a weird thing. They're the only state where that is legal. Well, I, I, well I it should be legal everywhere. <laughs> it probably should be, but I mean, look at let's see what the divorce rate in Texas is from true. affairs. Uh, that's true. Because if you can just do that, then, you know... <laughs> I'm sure divorce will be a thing of the past. Where do you draw that line? Is it just affairs? Like, like if if they steal a bunch of money from you secretly for something that... I'm you pretty know, sure you can only kill them for affairs. Well, I meant theoretically. Like, if you were to take that law and apply it. I don't know. Would it only be affairs, or would you be like, I mean, maybe there's a couple other things we could kill Probably, a person Probably, because when you're married, you're supposed to share your money, I guess. So thievery and affairs, that's where we draw the line at murder. For married couples. Now, if you're just stealing, uh, you you don't deserve to get shot unless you're using violence. <laughs> this was late November, this story that happened in Texas around 5 or 6 p.m. Still plenty light outside. Hold on. Not in November. It gets dark by then. Well, it gets dark here, but it may not get dark in Texas. Remember, it's close to Mexico. True. I don't know. I don't know exactly what their policy is on it, but I mean, it's on daylight saving. On so. daylight, but you know, call um, somebody down there and ask. <laughs> Real quick. What's your policy on the daylight savings times? <laughs> Do you follow it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you adhere to the rules of the world? I think we're the only ones that do that, aren't we? Daylight savings. No, people in the UK do it. <laughs> oh, <coughs> there it is. Uh, so this white car that appeared to be fresh off the lot, no numbers on the plate, just the dealership tags, started pulling in front of us repeatedly and cutting us off amidst the f- freeway traffic. The windows were heavily tinted, so you couldn't see who was inside. I'm guessing that this person was like, I'll get a good look and I'll recognize who it is and we'll tell the cops. Probably. Although it looks like they wouldn't have done that because they're from Southern California. What if they're in Texas? Oh my God. What if this was just a dude being like, look at this gun. And the dude's like, like, oh no, they're going to shoot us because Californians don't understand Texas. You don't, if you're Californian, you do not go to Texas. It's a whole different country there. Whole different country. But Uh hey, whatever. Hold on, I'm going to blow my nose. This is probably the grossest episode we've done. But it's the funnest, I think. It's been real fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So, (laughs) um, it was pretty irritating, and they continued to do this, so we sped up and eventually lost them. It began growing dark outside. I was tired, and I fell asleep as my dad continued driving. At this point, the freeway was empty. We had passed the major cities in Texas. There was nobody else on the road. I woke up 1.30, maybe, because I could feel our car alternating speeding, or alternately speeding the F up and slowing down. I sat up, rubbed my eyes, and noticed we were alone on the freeway. Wait, holy S! (laughs) Was that the same white car behind us? I looked at my dad, who didn't say a word, but continued driving very seriously. My dad's a very competent driver, macho man type guy. You know, he lives his life a quarter mile at a time. Oh, <laughs> uh, we were going... Can you imagine a Southern California person that's tough? 
No. Me either. That doesn't sound real. Doesn't. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Not it happens, all. but I don't think of California as being a tough state unless like you're talking Antifa. I could believe those people would, would shoot somebody. Yeah. Just because we can show guns aren't aren't, you know, what you need. And then But anyway, uh we were going up to hundred and ten miles per hour. This white car would match our speed, then quickly switch lanes, pull right in front of us over and over again. When we slowed down, they slowed down. When we sped up, so did they. This was some pretty scary stuff. When you're in the middle of nowhere in the middle of night. Pretty sure it's scary everywhere, Gary. Alright? Pretty <laughs> sure it's scary everywhere. Nowhere in the world is it okay to for this kind of behavior to happen. No. It is never okay. Just so you know, for future reference, if this happens to you again, 911 is a fast speed dial away. All right? Just so you know what to do in the moment, 911. And then you're like, I don't know where I am. This is Texas. Track my phone. If I get killed, it was your guys' fault. You didn't get to me fast enough. That's all you have to do. Anyway, so obviously I'm panicking. He was 19 apparently at the time. Like, what's happening? Are we going to be okay? <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to do. <coughs> okay, so I need to do this in a California voice just for just to be rich, all right? Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. It's like a game of cat. Look, it even says it's like, all right? I know it's a descriptive thing as saying it is like, but you could just say it's a game of cat and mouse. This is 100% a California kid. It's like, so I'm going to do it right. <clears throat> it's like a game of cat and mouse, man. My dad says, I guess this has been going on for at least like 30 minutes, man. So my dad, oh man, let me, let me just tell you, man. My dad decides to end this once and for all. He starts gunning it way fast, bruh. Close to like 117, 120 miles per hour until they're like out of sight, okay? Which works, you know? It's like, it's like we're all part of this consciousness, right? And my dad was like, I'm gonna go faster and they won't know that I'm going faster. So, like, you know, it worked. And, you know, he takes the closest exit, pulls off the road. We went under an underpass. That's what you do to an underpass, dude. <clears throat> he switches off the lights, kills the engine, takes a gun out of the center console. And I was like, hold up, man. Hold up. We are Californians. We don't have to solve it this way. But, nah, he gets out of his car and just stands there. See, my dad's a very calm, stoic ex-cop. Oh, no, an ex-cop in uh -oh. Southern California. <laughs> was he part of it? Was he part of the Rodney King? Who never gets... So his dad never shows emotion. I was convinced we were both going to die. Or I was going to be brutally kidnapped. <laughs> brutally kidnapped. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Or I was going to be brutally kidnapped by the cartel. Or <laughs> by the cartel. <laughs> by the cartel. Oh, man. You know, in Texas, I it's I thought, pretty bad. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought the cartel weren't a thing. I thought they weren't coming here. I thought They're I thought here. we were all safe. I thought we were all safe. Isn't isn't that what happened? Isn't that what happened when they when they stopped building the wall? Isn't that what happened? The cartel just said, Okay, we're not coming anymore. Isn't that what happened? I'm obviously being sarcastic. Don't look at me like I'm stupid. I was going to say. Of course I'm being sarcastic. But the fact that this person thinks that the cartel is interested in one little car. You don't know. The car could have matched a description. This guy's an ex-cop. <laughs> Maybe he... Not in Texas. Still. California <laughs> has cartel, too. But not in... Like, I'm not... I'm saying Maybe they didn't... followed him. Oh. Right. About two minutes later, slowly... All right. So, like, about two minutes later, slowly, slowly, I hear gravel beneath wheels, and my heart, like, freezes, bruh. And I see the white car, like, eerily slow, exit the fire, the freeway. I was about to call it fireway, but it's freeway. And then they turn the corner in the road towards us. The light shines directly on us under the overpass. Now you've, now you've changed it. Now you've, you called it an underpass. Now you're calling it an overpass. You don't know what it is, but it's illuminating my dad. Firmly positioned. Both his hands on his gun pointed directly at them. And they just passed us, bruh. 
continued their slow drive down the road towards the gas station. We immediately turned the car around, went back on the freeway, booked the H out of the gas pedal, and never saw them again. All right. Now, those people probably thought they were crazy. Right? Who stops? First of all, all these Texans were trying to do was show them their gun. They were very excited about this gun. It doesn't even, it doesn't even, wasn't the thing, hold on, let me see, <laughs> let me see here. Um, let's see here. A white car kept following us, then pointed a gun at us. I don't see where they pointed a gun at, uh, at them in this story. Did I read that part where they pointed a gun? I don't know. I don't think I did. The only gun pointed was by was, this ex-cop. Yeah, so so they were just driving and being jerks with a... He said it was a new car, right? Yeah, they were, drive new cars. Yeah, you drive new cars, you speed up, you slow down. This dude was probably like, they're coming to kill us, they're coming to kill us. All his, all his ex-cop training booked into his head going, oh man, they're going to kill us. All this, oh man, oh man. So... They get to a certain point, and the car's like, oh, look, it's those guys we follow down here. Meanwhile, his dad's pointing a gun at him. Right? Is that a gun? Oh, man, get to the gas station. We ain't messing with this person. Oh, man. People are crazy. <laughs> so, number eight, he came close to hitting a cardboard. I don't know that I can read this story without laughing. Because the title, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna change that title. That's, that's a funny title. Um, he came close to hitting a cardboard box <laughs> filled with kittens. <laughs> he came close to hitting a cardboard box full of kittens. That sounds like a punchline. It does. All right. After reading through a majority of the comments on this thread, my curiosity was pink, and I peaked. And I called my mom up to ask if my great-grandfather, a truck driver during the 60s, ever had any creepy stories of being on the road. To my surprise, she said there was one story he told her as a cautionary tale. It's not about parking overnight somewhere, but I, I think it might fit in here just the same. If this is a story about him hitting a, almost hitting a cardboard box and it's supposed to be creepy... Uh, hold on. Hold on to your butts, guys. This is going to be a, a real page turner. He said he was driving through somewhere pretty rural. You know what? I feel like I feel like we need to drama this up. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. He said he was driving through somewhere pretty rural, a small town with a few houses here and there. As he was making his way down the road, he saw a large cardboard box tumble down a hill. And, oh, my God. And these cats are in this box tumbling down a hill. That's awful. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> and it came to pretty much directly in his path on the road. It was too late for him to break. But why would he? It's just a cardboard box. It's not like it would hurt his truck if he ran over it. So he kept chugging forward. At nearly the last second, he saw something. Or he said something came over him and he immediately swerved to the right to avoid hitting the box. And when he <laughs> looked in his rearview mirror, he saw two little kids scramble out of the box. What? So was it kids or kittens? I'm... <laughs> it's kids. It's kids. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a story of him hitting a kitten. I'm so glad he didn't hit the kid. I'm just, I'm just relieved that it wasn't kittens. <laughs> okay, okay. When he looked in his rearview mirror, he saw two little kids scramble out of the box and go back up the hill. It's amazing what little kids will do in, uh, in a small town for fun. Where are their parents? <laughs> They're in the house, not letting, letting them roll down the hill into some traffic. Oh, Lord. Ugh. <sighs> It's amazing what little kids will do to have town <laughs> or have fun in a small town. I still feel sick to my stomach after hearing my mom tell that story. Thank you, Color Me Scarlet. I didn't even realize that this story was all about you. That's I can't wait good. for the next story. Oh, you like this next story? I haven't Let's read see. it, but the title is enough. He saw a motorcyclist's head <laughs> pop off and hurtle through the air. <laughs> all right. All right. These aren't even, like, there have been a couple of ghost yeah. stories, but they're not full of them. 
All right, let's see. My dad was a trucker for many years. One time he told me he'd stopped at a mandatory way station somewhere at night that was refurbished from an old train station. Okay. My dad parked at, parked the truck and got out, noticing that someone was walking along the train tracks with a light. It was really late, so my dad called out and asked if he was okay. The man kept walking. My dad said he had a lantern in his hand. My dad called out again, and the man never turned around. He went into the office and told them that some drunk a-hole was walking the train tracks, and the guy behind the desk nonchalantly says, Yeah, was it this guy? And he points to an old picture on the wall. It was a picture of all the rail yard guys from like 70 years before. Sure enough, my dad had seen one of the guys in the photo. Apparently, a lot of people have seen whatever that was and come in asking questions. Apart from that story... Well, that's a ghost story. Yeah. So why did they focus on this part? Apart from that story, he has, men, uh, he has many where he has seen people die. What? How bad of a truck driver was this dude? Right? How does he see that bad? Uh, he's seen... Seen bad accidents, so hold on. He has seen people die, seen bad accidents, and driven past blocked off parts of the road where he can clearly see a white sheet over lots of blood. He told me a story once where he saw a motorcyclist merging onto a freeway, get into an accident with a car, the cyclist's head just popped right off, helmet and all, <laughs> and went hurtling through the air. <coughs> that is from I Lest Lead Disco. What? All right. This one, number 10. I say we, we end on number 10. What do you say? Let's okay, see. Hopefully. Episode's been about it's about an hour long, so we can do that if you want. Okay. Uh, or we can keep going. It's up to you. I don't want to read number 11. You want to read number 11? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So we'll stop at number 10. I see what you're doing. That's a dog story she'll want to read. So we'll stop at number 10. Number 10 is real small. Um, maybe, uh, uh, let's see here. Well, we could do, let's do number 10 and number 13. Okay. Uh, we'll do that. All right. Nothing huge, but I once stopped, uh, I was once stopped by a train in Calumet City, Illinois, probably around two or three uh, in the morning. And it's kind of a ghetto area, so I was a little uneasy being there at the time. And the company I was delivering to was, you know, at a dead end just after the tracks. So, you know, of course there wasn't anybody around, just me. I sat parked for like five minutes waiting on the train, and all of a sudden I heard loud knocking on my door. Uh, like, like rapidly trying to get my attention. I have a day cab, so I looked all around the truck through the window and mirrors, but there was nobody there. The road was wide enough that I would have totally seen someone run away after doing it. I'm sure it was something not on this plane, and I accept that. I'm sure people have been killed in that area at some point in the past. And this dude's name is Lamborghini Me. Okay, but that, you know, that's actually really cool is that, you yeah. know, he's at a train and he's like, I'm sure I like that the trucker's like, I mean, it was weird. Clearly it wasn't it wasn't human that did it, you know. All right. So on to number 13, number 13 is real small, too, but it looks like it'll be a fun story, Um, you know, just uh, because of that thing that I saw the other night and woke you up for. Because uh, you're insane. I'm not as... You even said it was something. Um, this one, number 13. Everything felt a little strange. This comes from The Goose Says. I've slept in a hundreds... In hundreds of rest areas, parking lots, state and national forests. Why? Because I'm homeless. It doesn't say that in the story. <laughs> um, the spookiest times are things that I can't put my finger on. Uh, often in the desert. I was outside of Roswell. The colors of the land and night sky just felt strange. Everything has this purple hue. It gave me chills. What? That's not a story. What did I just do? I'm sorry. Hold on. There's gotta be... Um, 
Let's see, number 15, I slept in my rig on Walton's Mountain in Virginia one night. It wasn't the pitch black darkness that bothered me. It was the sounds coming from it. It wasn't animal noises. I have no idea what it was, but it creeps me out to this day. Um, uh, let's see here. There's got, there's not like, like a... Out what? I took out my knife to hurt them before they murdered me. Oh, I thought that said, but then they murdered me. I was like, how are you telling the story? <laughs> All right, well, uh, on that note, I think that'll be the end um, of our episode. Jules, do you have anything you want to say? No. No? Um, be sure to follow us on, uh, you can find us on, on Facebook, uh, J&A's Ghosted. Uh, you can find us at Twitter, at uh, GhostedWV91, I believe. Maybe 1991, look, look, you know, look both up. Uh, we have it, uh, we have an Instagram, but we haven't really done anything with it because, you know, we've got stuff going on. Um, but, uh, go on our Patreon. We've got extra episodes that we, uh, we've got one extra episode. We've got a small little video that we're putting up, um, because we're ramping up to start investigating our house at some point because there's some weird things happening and they've only started happening more since we've been doing this podcast yeah um which lends credence to if you invite it <laughs> in uh and we don't <coughs> we don't do any like protection stuff or anything like that we're just full on this is how it's going to be uh if something comes something comes so we'll deal with it when the time yeah. is necessary uh which may not be the smartest but who cares um, thank you for listening. Uh, we, we received one patron and, uh, that was phenomenal. Um, so, you know, thank you, uh, Sherry Kenny for being our patron and, uh, you know, get more people, you know, spread, spread the news. Tell them, you know, if you like paranormal podcasts, but don't want to be creeped out, listen to this, listen to this podcast. It's real good. We're fun. We're funny. We know our talents. You deserve to hear our talents. So, uh, have fun. Thank you for listening and uh, peace out.